This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. That's my name. Here's the question we're asking you this hour. Be honest with okay, yourself. Be honest. I'm going to With be yourself honest. and Not with us. Mm-hmm. How long do you think you could go without a screen? Not one hmm. screen in front of your eyeballs. Hmm. 651-641-1071. Okay, the reason I'm asking is because... Why are you asking? Oh, thanks for asking. Reviews.org, your favorite website and mine. I don't know what that is. Is offering somebody $2,400... To stay off of any type of screen for 24 hours. Okay. So basically, like, you're getting paid like $100 per hour to Mm -hmm. not look at a screen. Yeah. That's a tough ask. I think it is, too. Um, They will not only pay you that $2,400, they are also going to, and this is where that review piece comes in, supply you with a whole bunch of stuff, a, quote, survival kit, as it were. Um, that of things to keep you busy that are not screens. Yeah. And then they will ask you also to um, review those things. I have a question. Yeah. In your household, who do you think would be the hardest uh, the hardest up without a screen? Like, I is mean, it your oh kids? Boy, no, see, it's funny because you think that I should have an easy... I mean, that sounds like an easy enough question to answer. Well, because, I, like, my gut is that the younger you are, the harder time you're going to have, only because, you know, we grew up in a world, for example, that where mm-hmm. we spent many years without a screen in front of us. Yeah. Although TV is not, I mean, I guess we did grow up in with TVs in our face. But other than that, we might have a, a better shot. And I just wonder if it's at all generational. But it might not be. I don't know if it is, because when I think about my husband trying to be without a screen, I, he, no. Like there's, he wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, literally would not you don't be able think to do he it. Could do it for twenty four hours. No, I don't think he could do it for twenty four minutes. Wow, and that is just reality. Um, and part of it is because of his job, right? Like, at least with kids, they have. They're like they. I don't know. I feel like it would be easier actually with kids to. With my, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, no. It's, Six, just it's funny. I'm sure. Like that. Actually, that question you asked was hard for me to answer. Now. All I can think of is how I would do. And? Not well. I think I would do okay. I think you'd do okay, honestly. I Especially if I had a good book. Like, I would love to just sit down and... and that's not a screen. Right. Right? 24 hours with a good book. I mean, my God. Right? I could do a whole Wouldn't trilogy. Wouldn't we be running towards that? 
Yeah, like, it actually kind of sounds like nice. I'll pay you twenty four hundred dollars yes. to take all the screens away. I actually probably would. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Be honest with yourself and with us. How long do you think you could go without any screens? Who do we have on the line, Holly? Sheila's on the line. Hi, Sheila. Sheila, honestly, how long do you think you could go without a screen? I've actually gone for three weeks without a screen. What? You like yep. even the TV? Even the TV. I was up in Alaska on my honeymoon. Oh. Okay, that's awesome. No internet, no phones, and no TV. Wow. What that sounds amazing. What did you do all the time? Well, <laughs> between panning for gold, fishing down the Clutina, camping, and enjoying each other's company, we were busy. I kind of oh, love that. That is so cool. Do you have fond memories of that? I just posted pictures on my my living room wall of that trip, mm. and I look at them every day and think it was the best time of my life. I love it. Oh, That's Sheila, wonderful. thank you for your call, and thank you for that inspiration. I you mean, just that said, just... oh, Sheila. Oh, Sheila. <laughs> I think that, okay, so go with me on this for one hot second. Right now... The thing that has all my music is my phone. Okay. So even if I wanted to listen to music, I would need to use my phone. So that's like... You could use at home, you could use your Alexa. That's true. That's true. We also, did... we have, a, we have a, a record player at home, too. Um, we did that on vacation. We just talked to Alexa, and she was our music lady. Do you ever have this happen? She was our DJ. When you are not in a place where, like, if you're, like, in a hotel or yeah. something like and I will, like, shout out for Alexa, and she's not there. I have not <laughs> had that problem. Hey! Like, yet. Alexa! Like, I use Alexa for everything. She's she really sets handy. timers for me. It's one of those things that I put off for the longest time, and then I was like, why didn't I do this sooner? And you, like, can't live um, without it. I'm scared of Alexa. Well, she's listening to you. She does listen to you. Yeah. Is that why you're worried about her? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, but you know, like anything, you're not saying anything. It's fine. That's what I think. It's like, if anybody wants to be so bored about. with me yelling at my children, <laughs> I don't well, mean that. I, don't feel mean, relieved. <laughs> I don't mean that in a pejorative way. I just think like, think of like all the things that all the people are saying. Right. What's the chance that like, you know, there's an East German spy waiting on the other side of the wall <laughs> that wants to know what you're having notes. for dinner <laughs> um, or why you're mad somebody didn't clean the I, toilet I like think, honestly i yeah, exactly i wonder what the hardest green to give up would be because i you know in my mind i think this would be really easy but i don't think i'm thinking of all the screens no see that's I, the thing is you have to really think through all your screens I, when i was off for a week the only screen i didn't really care about social media screens i didn't watch one lick of television literally did not turn on the tv for a whole week is that not insane that's awesome i still can't accept the fact that i did that um, I think that's true. No, that's true. Did not watch TV. But I did spend a fair amount of time on the internet. Like, um, I did some family history stuff and I read some stuff on my Kindle. Mm -hmm. So, like, those, it's, it really would be hard. Right? Unless because you're that's camping. Thing. Think about your Kindle. Your Kindle is also a screen. Yeah. Whether yeah. you want it to be or not. Yeah. Um, think about, you know, some of the games you play. Mm -hmm. They include a screen. Like, when you really stop and think about how often, even like work, I'm like, 
I'm we're always in front of a screen just to talk to each other. Okay, we're in usually front of a in screen. front of multiple. I have one, two, I have three, three screens. One, four. two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, we yeah, have so many everywhere. screens. If you ever wonder why we're so distracted, <laughs> it's because we have so many screens to look at. Um, all right. Well, you know, I right now I feel like nobody felt like they could top Sheila. They were too busy <laughs> three weeks running away from their screens. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh! When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show. We have to talk about Dr. Phil. Um, We have to talk about Dr. Phil and a story that is coming out of the mouth of Danielle Bergoli, also known as Bad Baby. Bahabi. Or as Bradley calls her, Bahad Bahabi. I called her that once because I did not know how to pronounce her name. (laughs) It's spelled Bahad Bahabi. It is. Uh, In any case, she is telling us uh, about something that happened to her as a result of a recommendation of Dr. Phil. And I just want to talk about it mostly because we think Dr. Phil is the worst. This will cement that. We'll talk oh, about it after this. Makes me happy. Yay on My Talk 1071. Happy Monday. Hi. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. What up? Or Brahad. Brahad Brahabi. <laughs> Oh, uh, no. Um, actually, we're talking about the rapper Bad Baby, who Bradley one time called Bahad Bahabi. Yeah, because it's spelled Bahad Bahabi, and I had no idea what. I literally, th- I was like, Bahad Bahabi. Yeah. Like, I thought it was like a, pl- a play on Barbie. <laughs> but it, it's actually a play on Bad Baby. baby. Yeah. Well, m- many people may not know who Bad Baby is, but you would know probably who Danielle Bregoli is. Oh, yeah. Cash me outside. How how about about that? that? And the person who you really would know is Dr. Phil. Who is why, who we have to thank for Bahad Bahabi. Yeah. Um, so she, she was sort of, um, introduced to us by the Dr. Phil show. She was on an episode, uh, about being an out of control teen, et cetera. Well, she has uploaded a video to her YouTube channel that she, she did this on Friday. And in it, she's actually speaking out in support of another young woman, Hannah Archuleta, who was also on the Dr. Phil show. And Dr. Phil did one thing for both of these women, young women, that they are saying was actually completely antithetical to what they were trying, he was trying to do. He sent them both to a place called Turnabout Ranch. Oh, God. This is not one of those, like, tough love places, is is it? It's one of those scared straight type places. Oh, man. Now, the thing about, um, and I had not heard about this, this Hannah Archuleta, and I don't know who who she is, um, but she claims that when she was there in 2019, she was sexually assaulted by a staff member at this turnabout ranch. Um, And this is according to a report in Newsweek. So um, this is not like, you know, what I'm saying is this is not, this is not just somebody sharing this on their social media or anything like that. Mm -hmm. This is like, they're, you know, they're talking publicly about being sexually assaulted at the turnabout ranch teen residential facility that Dr. Phil sent them to. And Bad Baby, a.k.a. Danielle Bregoli, is speaking out in support of Hannah Archuleta by saying, yeah, that place is bad news bears. Um, 
she's bad news. She said bad news, bears. Um, she said that the teens who are taken to Turnabout Ranch are are grabbed in the middle of the night without being told where they are going. They just take them and handcuff them and put them in a car. It's like they're being kidnapped. Once they're there, they punish the residents by taking away their privileges, like sleeping on a bed or eating food. I'm sorry, but food and bed are not privileges. Those those are are... actual human rights. Exactly. I don't know if it's in the human rights uh, language at the UN, but it should be. Right? Um, They forcefully restrain residents uh, so that they can't eat. Now, I have a question. When was all this happening? In 2016. Yeah, so... What's interesting about that is, you know who this reminds me of? Paris Hilton. Thank you. Yes. So that's, I'm glad you said that because that's the the very first thing I think a lot of people think when they hear these stories is about the stories that um, Paris Hilton shared about the Provo Canyon School, mm-hmm. uh, which is a boarding school for troubled teens. That's in Utah, by the way, also. So is Scared Straight Ranch or whatever it's called. What did I call it? Turnabout yeah. Ranch? Well, and you just remember all of the talk shows, the daytime talk shows from the late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. wherein they would have these irresponsible children. And the way we used to deal with irresponsible children was to beat up irresponsible children and like force them into like prison conditions or military um, boot camp situations instead of, I don't know. Like, like finding out what the heck yes. their parents were doing that led to this problem. It's so it just it paints a picture of a different time and a place. And what surprises me is that you're bringing me something that took place in 2016. 2016. Uh, and actually, Danielle Brigoli, I think, was even more recent than that. In any case, Danielle Brigoli is calling out to Dr. Phil and saying, I'm going to give she said, I'm going to give you from now until April 5th. To apologize not only to me, but to Hannah Archuleta and any other child you sent to Turnabout or any other program like this. Um, and then, of course, because she's bad baby, because she's Danielle Brigoli, she said, and if you don't, I'm going to handle things my way, which I don't know what that means, but I'm curious to find out. Mm-hmm. But what is interesting about this is you and I both have, I mean, and I hope many other people have some significant issues with Dr. Phil. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we had significant issues. I was and, like, yeah, and? And? Happy um, Monday. No, but we have significant issues with Dr. Phil. Oh, yeah, because Dr. Phil is just like... A quack? Yes, and it was entertainment. It's, yeah. and, you know, um, some sort of like health and wellness disguised as entertainment and it's it's none of those things it's not entertaining now it certainly was at a certain point because we just didn't think very carefully about the impact of you know somebody like dr phil and how problematic he truly is and was and has been for all time you know and it's all these crazy alien stories can't be true can they hey it's steven diener host of the unidentified alien podcast and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there the unidentified alien podcast or uap for short there's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. What's so interesting about it, we did, by the way, we did do a podcast on yes. uh, Go Deep in the Shallow. Our Go it. Deep in the Shallow podcast, which, by the way, season two will begin very soon. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that. But season one is available in its entirety wherever you get your podcast. So one of the things we talked about um, was Dr. Phil and his quackery. And you will notice that Oprah was the one that was responsible for bringing us Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. And uh, how much does uh, she talk about Dr. Phil now? Yeah. She doesn't. Yeah, there's a lot of people that Oprah doesn't talk about now because it's not comfortable. But there were a lot of people that she made uh, or got viewers out of. And those are people like Dr. Phil, Dr. Mm-hmm. Oz, that she had a direct hand in. But then also the sort of ancillary people like um, Mr. Smiles with creepy smiles. What's his name? Yeah, I know you know who I'm talking Mr. about. Mr. Smiles with Like, the I get up in smiles. front of a room full of people. And oh, um, yep. And uh, Tony Robbins. How, Tony Robbins, yeah. yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> by the way, I just want to take a step aside for one moment, and that is the magic of the Colleen and Bradley yeah. show that you I just... You knew exactly <laughs> who I was talking about. All I had to say was Mr. Smiles. Okay, back, back into the story. <laughs> But she, yeah, like, I still think Oprah owes us a huge, like, thank you for the uh, Megan and Harry interview, Oprah, but I still have problems. For every awesome, amazing thing Oprah does, there's something that she needs to apologize for. Yeah. Well, and we all, you know, in the way, I, or I shouldn't say I'm not absolving her of anything, but I will also add to that, we all had to have, you should have taken a moment to realize how problematic our obsession with daytime talk shows was Mm -hmm. in the 90s uh, specifically. I mean, I love a woman named Jenny Jones. I don't know if you remember. She was one of the most problematic because do you remember what had happened yeah Yeah. why don't you bring everybody up to speed on that um well she did one of those like surprise shows where Mm -hmm. she brought on like surprise i'm i'm secretly obsessed with you or in love with you i don't remember the exact framing but Mm -hmm. um one of the people who surprised a person was gay Mm -hmm. the person he surprised was not and then that person took their own life yes yeah yeah so you know to your point, people have stepped in the dog's business a lot, to put it mildly, um, in daytime TV. Uh, and you're right. We were obsessed with daytime television. And it was he got murdered. He didn't take his own life, right? I thought he took his own that life. That was the Scott Amador killing, I okay, think. We need to research our well, Jenny <laughs> Jones lore uh, in the break. Uh, but when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly, behadly. We have Bahadly. D Bahags. D Bahags. On my talk, one of something one. <laughs> Just, I don't understand why it's watermelon, sugar high, and it tastes like strawberries. I don't know. It's very confusing. Uh, anyway, I don't think he's talking about fruit, though. Clearly. We've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And we have a name for them, and that name is Bags of D. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag oh. of the Day. I don't 
just want to make an aside before we get to our beautiful, lovely segment that yeah. there are pictures. And I don't know if you guys remember this from about a decade ago. Katie Holmes and Surrey Cruz and Surrey Cruz is holding um, a bag of gummies that was shaped like. Oh, I forgot about that. Anyways, you don't remember that, Bradley? That happened 10 years ago. No, oh but gosh. thanks. Carry with on. That reminder. Wow. Um, okay, so prepare to get your eye uh, eye rolls out. Okay. To roll your eyes all over the place because apropos of literally nothing, Suzanne Summers is telling us that she and Alan Hamill have sex three times a day before noon. Jeez. Oh, oh my gosh. Why is she still talking about this? I don't know. First of all, well, first of all, isn't I, she tired? Right. Yeah, also, like, I mean, honey, also, you're gonna, she's going to get a yeasty. I'm just <laughs> by a breeze. I'm just a yeasty. Is that a Rachel Ray? She needs Ray? to just be real. She needs to be careful. Also, every a yeasty day and her beastie. Every Ew. day. <laughs> every day. Oh. And also, this is a thing. Oh, it's dumb. this is a thing that people do <laughs> when they really feel like they need to prove to you. I don't. But what how, are you proving that you have sexy body parts? They are. They're so sexy. Okay, so you have moving, uh, functioning parts. I mean, I guess, but it's not like you're a hundred. She's seventy four. He's eighty four. I guess she wants us to know. I mean, wh- but it's not even just that they're so sexy. It's that they're so in love, Bradley. Like we all aspire to do well, it three times I, before noon. Uh, yes, but do we? No. Uh, we re- don't. I don't know about y'all's. She. Oh, I have sex eight times before noon. <laughs> oh it's my It's just gosh. dumb. But let me tell you the actual story. Okay. Uh, the Three's Company star, which mm, it's 2021. She's not the Three's Company star anymore because there are five people left alive who know what that means. Right. And we're all listening to <laughs> ourselves talk I right really, now. I feel like they should they should call her like the Thigh Master star. Yeah, or, something. or like or the like that lady star? that can't stop talking about her libido <laughs> because that's all she's ever talking about. The one who squats in the woods. Horny Palm Springs <laughs> resident. Horny Palm Springs resident. <laughs> Just up the hill from uh, Liberace's house. So apparently she's been having a lot of sex of late. We know this because she explained as such on the Heather Dubrow's podcast, Heather Dubrow's World Podcast. Mm. I just love how people are so creative. <laughs> I have a podcast called the Heather Dubrow's World. What's your name? Heather Dubrow. Okay. Anyway, at this stage of life, she says, most people think, you know, over the hill, too much information. Yes. We think yeah, that go because with that. you don't shut up about go it. Go with that feeling. She goes, but what time is it like noon? I've had sex with him three times already today. What is it, what is it about 4.30 in the morning that suddenly there he is and I'm going, could you just wait until the sun comes up? Also, that's a little problematic. <laughs> right? Like like he, you just woke up on and he's on top of you? Like a like, jackhammer? I feel like we're not <laughs> doing that in 2020. <laughs> like, we're asking let's, permission. Let's talk consent culture. She goes, God, our relationship has always been amazing. But now that our kids are raised and it's just me and Al and we paid for the tuition, we paid for the weddings and held them get their start. Now it's just us. And man, are we having fun? Here's the thing that I'm going to be real honest about. I don't believe a word of it. Well, I mean, no, that's not true. I believe I believe it. I I think she's being a little uh, hyperbolic. Well, also, you know that she's the like the hormone lady, right? Bioidentical hormones, and also she injects her husband every husband every Tuesday oh, and Wednesday. I thought it was the other. 
Well, no. She injects him, and then he injects her. But not with hormones. <laughs> Thank you. No, she literally did tell us that um, he's on the hormones, and so is she. And that's why they're Yeah, maybe rabbits. that's why he's mousing also, her in the maybe, morning before she wakes maybe up. Maybe just pull back a little bit, because look, here's the thing. I'm trying to think, okay, so for example, I love Doritos. <laughs> love them! And there was a time in my life where I ate lots of Doritos. Right. I remember specifically, like on a Saturday, it was routine for me to get a thing of Doritos, um, along with a half pound bag of peanut M&M's, Ooh, peanut butter, yum. peanut butter like, m sounds like a nice afternoon. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, afternoon. That was like nighttime. Sorry. Snack. That was three times so before I, noon. <laughs> so I would eat a whole bag of Doritos and a whole half pound bag of, actually, I would eat half the thing of M&M's, eat the other half the next day. My point is, when I'm 84, I hope I'm not doing that. Mm. Right? Like, you do something so often that it gets to the point where you're like, okay, now I'm going to enjoy this over here. I just hope by the time I'm 84, like, having sex three times a day is not getting in the way of enjoying my last uh, chapter. Right? Because I feel like there are chapters in life, and I don't need to be doing what I what I was doing when I'm 16, when I'm 84. Right. The, the, you're 84. When you're 84, yes, you're right. That's not your three-time-a-day sex chapter. Right? Right? There right? are other things I'd like to be doing three times a day. Get a hobby. Yeah. Read a book. Three times a day I is think, not... A, that's oppressive. I actually think... Um, and, you know, listen, listen, listen. Maybe this is her hobby. Um, maybe she doesn't have any other interests. I feel like maybe she's fine just walking around with no underwear on in a muumu and just like being ready at a moment's notice. I don't know. I don't know what they get up to. A light God. breeze. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like can sudden, you imagine? There's Alan Hamill humping my leg. <laughs> Alan, wait till after you, dinner. You need the water bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Alan. Sit We've down. Got company. Hold on a second. I just okay. Do you want to know who my d bag yeah, is? I do. We're just gonna sound like a bunch of real prudes. No, I, look, because, I because... like sex. Sex is amazing. <laughs> woo woo woo. Give me all the sex. It's sex natural is and fun. good. Sex is natural. Sex, sex is, is fun. fun. <laughs> Not everybody does it. Not everybody should. That's <laughs> a different part of the song. Oh, but yes, okay, you're anyway. right. All of those things are true, right? And um. The reason I think that people are going to think we sound like a bunch of prudes is because my tea bag is Orlando Bloom. Because he says he and Katy Perry don't have enough sex. Oh, gosh. This actually just got me because I was like, first of all, um, middle finger to the Guardian for asking him this in the first place. What did place. they ask? Are they you... literally were like, how much sex are you having? Oh, oh come on. no. We don't do that. No, to Orlando Bloom, how often do you have sex? The reporter to, from The Guardian asked Orlando Bloom, and his answer was not enough, but we just had a baby. Yeah. Okay. If I'm Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom rolls up home after a hard day at work and is like, oh, by the way, I had an interview with The Guardian, told him we never have sex, I'd be like, go back <laughs> to that him. person. And like this, you know and say i should have kept my mouth yes. shut it's all good we're good we're in the fine head. everything is fine because that is the conversation you deal with what in your you own sh- marriage the correct answer is the the perfect amount yes after you've had a baby right we're doing it as much as we can right now yeah. that's it 
End of story. Like, do not. Rude. Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Rude. But also, seriously, Guardian reporter, you're in the middle of an interview. I just don't know that I would feel comfortable asking it. Are you having a lot of sex lately? I, I couldn't even ask that to somebody I know very well. Right? Like, Casually I actually, in the of conversation? there was a picture of them mid-pandemic, and they oh, were just like... Okay, I didn't know what they were in the middle of. <laughs> mid-pandemic. Thank you. And uh, I think they were on kayaks or something, and they both just looked like human beings, like, doing stuff, like, schlubby, yeah. just be bopping around. And I'm like, oh, that, that does feel kind of nice to see celebrities not letting themselves go, but just, like, not... Living life. Just doing it, not caring, like, not always having to be, like tweezed and plucked and you know having sex three times before noon yeah i just i feel like yeah i the, to me the bigger thing about this is like those conversations that people like to have publicly when people have public conversations about their sex lives i think to myself you are trying to tell us something that you want us to believe about you yeah because those conversations are not productive so well, it's it's like bowel movements. Do you? I mean, like I would love to talk about bowel movements. I know you would. Like because we could talk. I could tell you some stuff. And... He sure and he has. <laughs> I'm just telling you. But nobody wants to hear that. Well, and and what is normal for one person is not necessary. It's also your, what's your normal, normal is changes. What's, yes, and it's and what is important is what you and your partner have negotiated and dealt with between the two of you, right? Like, that's what's or important. Or you're not getting it the way you want it, and that sucks, and that's life. Like, just uh, I, what I'm saying is people are in all different places right. when it comes to their sex life, and they don't, like, and it means nothing. It just means they are where they are. Right. And unless the topic of, you know, the conference that we've all arrived to and paid our dues for as the national, like, sex curiosity uh, club of America. Right. Like, unless we showed up for conversation about it, most people kind of don't care. Well, and they're figuring it out for themselves. But when you've got voices that are saying that are placing like judgments on it um, or are like presenting it like it is the bastion of a good relationship, which is what Suzanne Summers is doing, right? Is saying like, we love each other so much. We do it three times before noon, which just having that out in the world causes people to go gosh i mean i think i love my spouse but like we're not doing it three times before noon oh, is that i a mean bad just thing? the amount of like oh better like, buy some of those hormones right from Susan. that right. and like how are how are how are your parts not chapped well that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. she gotta mm-hmm. you gotta be real you gotta like keep things real irrigated yeah <laughs> because anyway my point is also there are 84 and 70 some year old people that are perfectly in love that have zero sexual contact. And that's what I mean by like when you are talking about your when you are when you are putting talking publicly about your own sex life, usually you are trying to get us to think something about you or your yeah. relationship. Yeah. It is it, ha- there's, like most, it has no like bearing. Most, when people talk about their relationships at large, the same is generally true right. right like they're trying to represent something about themselves which and it just which can be go, enlightening yeah, i don't really care it can be enlightening but again i mean you know my bowel movements while i believe are fascinating aren't always he does, fascinating. You guys, he actually does fiber man it's like, 
undiscovered country. People need to get with the fiber program. When we come back, <laughs> Bradley Trainer will be talking about fiber for the remainder of the hour. How much water do you need to drink? Just kidding. Uh, we're going to talk about Prince Harry going on a bike ride. What? Yeah. All right. Did. Stay tuned, everybody. After this on My Talk 107.1. Hey, guys. Um, Harry went on a bike ride, and we got to talk about it on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. Why are we talking about Prince Harry's bike uh, ride? I made you get your eye rolls out in the last segment. I'm going to have you get your eye rolls out in this segment Fun. because Prince Harry's on a bike, y'all. He's not letting the world get to him. He just got on the bike and is doing his thing. Now, this most of the eye rolls in this story come courtesy of People Magazine. Oh. So they're the ones who's, uh, uh, who's really making my eyes roll. And here's why. Because of this just amazing reporting that they did. Also, um, if you're going to wear a mask, just pull it up over your nose. Thanks. Otherwise, um, it's not doing anything for just you. Just a diaper on yeah, your just chin. Just a milk diaper. Um, okay, so nearly two weeks after the world was silenced, paying attention to the Duke of Sussex and his wife, the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle, um, with Oprah Winfrey right out uh, back behind their... Actually, they were at... We didn't talk about this, yeah. but they were at somebody else's house. It wasn't theirs because they had this beautiful pergola. Who? Gales. They were at Gales. Oh, house. well, duh. Yeah. So obvious. Right. And the chairs that they were sitting in were Oprah? Nope. Christopher Knight chairs. Oh, God. Of course. Yeah. And they totally have sold out. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Anyway, there you go. I That's can't everything I know. With celebrities. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now back to this just amazing reporting from the folks at People Magazine nearly two weeks after this world. Shocker of an interview hitting the road in Montecito, California. Harry California. was Harry was <laughs> Harry was spotted riding an electric bike through the streets as he was followed closely behind by a security team. Okay, can we just for a moment contemplate the life of people? The magazine or just people in humanity. Prince Harry on a bike. Uh, hello, guys. And not just any bike. It's an electric bike. So he's not even pedaling. No. Oh, no. Mm-mm. He's like, do, he's uh, bebopping around on an electric bike with a secure, like you see him go by, like you're sitting at the corner cafe in Montecito, which mm-hmm. there probably isn't one because they're not allowed by um, code because God forbid people were actually able to wander around where all these high, you know, uh, uh, high-paid, very powerful celebrities and other uh, muckety-mucks are, right? Right. Um, but you're. let's just say you're sitting outside, you know, Cup of Joe, and you see Harry go by, and he's like, ding, ding! Like, he's got a little bike thing, right? <laughs> a little bike horn. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you're like, oh, that's cute, because Harry lives in the name. Whoa! <laughs> and then there's, like, an entourage of, like, 80 guys on. In, like, heavy artillery. Like, every, like, yeah. Excuse like, me, man. Totally yeah. armed, wearing all black. And then, you know, there's somebody, like, that walks by and makes you sign an NDA because you saw <laughs> Harry go by. Oh. Like, this is just not, like, the dude can't just be like, 
Hey, Megan, I'm going to go for a bike ride. BRB. Yeah. I want some low-impact cardio. It's like um, we are going to go for a bike ride, and there were five meetings to plan how this would all go down right. because, of course, he's surrounded by, like, you know, high-level security. I'm not blaming him, per se. I just think it's this is what we're... In, this is what's in store for us yeah. going forward because... Like, it's going to have to be so planned and so covered in a way that I think is going to drive us up a wall, meaning it will seem so artificial. Right. He's not, he doesn't have the freedom to just walk outside and hop on a bike. And that's the thing I kind of like love hate about this is now that they're going to be, you know, the people's royals yeah like truly right like the royals have been trying to be the people's royals forever and these two left the royal family and they're really going to be now the people's royals but we're going to be constantly getting little dribs and drabs of stories like these of them doing normal pedestrian things right so like I mean, we could probably sit here and imagine oh, well, you, the you, scores of things. You remember, actually, and I noted this in my cynical uh, hot takes as I was watching the interview with them, that the sort of, like, you know, befores and afters were, like, by her chicken coop. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it wasn't in her, you know, because ver- you know, and I don't blame her for this, but, like you know the interior of that home is well-appointed. It is its own kind of palace. And it's probably very lovely. And when they had Oprah over to do the befores and afters of the interview, they're not going to take Oprah to, you know, uh, one of her sitting rooms. It's going to be Mm -hmm. by the chicken coop because it sort of personalizes them, it humanizes them in a way that is understandable, um, especially, uh, you know, understanding the... um, the image they're trying to portray. Right. But this is of a piece, right? Like, and that piece is like, here, watch them do everyday things. Yeah. But then, like, th- they give the it royals, away. They're just like us. But then they give it away in the paragraph, which is like, hitting the road in Montecito. Harry was spotted riding an electric bike because he's, you know, conscious of <laughs> like <laughs> climate change. And then it's like, dot, dot, dot through the streets as he was followed closely behind by a security team. Right. Like, again, the, the, just the artificial nature of this becomes, you know, very apparent. And um, I, I don't blame them. I do think that we're going to, like, the tabloids are going to have to come up with a better way to cover them. Oh, my gosh, yeah, because we can drive see it nuts. coming right yeah. now. Right? Like, we can see it coming. Like, Megan goes to Erewhon. Yeah. Right? With little Archie like a fancy and grocery little, store. Yep. And little baby number two, you know, in the cart. <laughs> okay. You know what I meant. Second baby. Yeah. Baby on the way. Um, you know, in the cart. You know, we're gonna get that whole document documentary. You know, we're gonna get when things open up a little bit more, we'll get, you know, the two of them going out to dinner at a nice restaurant on a date night. You know, we're going to get the, they're going to get the regular tabloid treatment. Yeah. I just hope the tabloids won't do them a disservice, right? Because, like, we spent all this time understanding a perspective that we hadn't really understood until Oprah sat down and did the interview. And I think it really gave them, it gave them a second look by a lot of very skeptical people. Right. And I think it humanized them in a way that, um, you know, hopefully will will benefit them 
not only just in terms of their image, because that's less important, but like their personal security, like the fact that, you know, things they do need a security team around them at all times. Right. Like that's that's understood in a way. And um, but let's not overdo it to the point that now like it becomes like that becomes the story. Like, let them stay human. Yeah. And then we'll be okay. Also, I don't understand the electric bike thing. I want someone to explain that to me. I don't know. I think it's just like, you know, if you have far ways to go and you're slow. Like, or maybe you don't want to go uphill. Pedal yeah, uphill. or like if you were bike commuting and you had a ways to go, sometimes you get a little pooped and you need help from the electric part of the bike. All right. Mm-hmm. There you go. I wonder where he was going. That's the other thing. In, I don't think he circle. was commuting. Yeah, I think no. he was just going for a little fitness ride. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what was what treat was part of your balanced breakfast as a kid? 651-641-1071. What treat masquerading as part of a balanced breakfast did you love as a kid? We'll take your calls after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. on the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your vehicle and budget. Get maximum cooling system performance for 10 years or 300,000 miles with peak long life universal pre-mixed antifreeze and coolant. Now just $3.99 after mail-in rebate. Limit supply. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.